and this is Syracuse University GradCast. In today's episode, I'm talking to two May 2020 alumni who are CRS graduates from the master's program, Joshua Rattel Khan and Marianne Fant. They first contacted me separately to do appointments to help them with their job search, probably right around graduation back in May 2020. And I soon found out that they were a couple trying to do a job search at the same time, looking for jobs in various different places throughout the United States. So today they're going to talk about what was successful for them and how they both managed to secure positions in about the same town in a place in Iowa. So I hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast with Joshua and Marianne. Hi, my name's Joshua Rattel Khan. I use they, them, and he, him pronouns. I got my bachelor's degree from Ball State University in communication studies and political science. And I got my master's degree at Syracuse University in communication and rhetorical studies. And I also have a certificate in TEFL, which is teaching English as a foreign language. I currently work at Luther College and my job title is interim assistant director of Center for Intercultural Studies and Student Success. And I um, also am the Catalyze Coordinator and Transfer Student Support. I'm Marianne Fant. My pronouns are she, her. I have an undergraduate degree from Ball State University in Public Communication Studies. And then I have a master's degree from Syracuse University in Communication and Rhetorical Studies. I also have a certificate in TEFL, which is teaching English as a foreign language. Right now, I am a full-time instructor of communication at Northeast Iowa Community College, and I mostly teach public speaking. Great. So you and I, Marianne, and you and I, Josh, we met each other, I believe, via Zoom, of course, for an appointment back towards right around graduation time. And I met both of you separately, and you're both doing your job search as a partnership, as a unit together. So can you talk to me a little bit about how did you discuss how to do your job search at the same time together? You know, I know you were both looking at similar different cities in the Midwest, but how did you go about discussing this? Because we have so many graduate students who have a partner that they are trying to be close to, and and sometimes that can present, you know, some issues in the job search. So how did you go about discussing how to do your job search at the same time? So we came to Syracuse um, as a couple, and so um, we actually just celebrated our five-year anniversary. So we had been together for, you know, almost five years at the time. Um, And we knew that we wanted to continue living together and being together, you know, after we graduated. And so we decided, um, well, initially I was supposed to do a Fulbright scholarship in Columbia, but that got canceled because of COVID-19. And so we were planning on doing that together. So since those plans had fallen through, we knew that we wanted to do the next step of whatever that was together as well. And so um, when we knew that we had to start doing the job search together, we sat down and basically you know, had a conversation after we finished, you know, sort of the grieving process of a Fulbright not working out, uh, but just sort of, you know, sat down and just talked candidly about, you know, what do we do next? Um, you know, I think at the time, especially with the beginning of the pandemic, everything felt really hard to grasp just because there was so much going on. And so I think all that we could do at that time was just talk openly about where we were in the moment and what we thought, you know, came next after that. Yeah, and I think, I mean, at, at least for me, it was pretty much like 
we just need to get a job anywhere as fast as possible because our lease was ending. And so we're both from Indiana and being in Syracuse, like we had already kind of discussed moving, like that the goal was to eventually move back towards the Midwest, um, at least closer to Indiana, because um, it was like a 10 hour drive from Syracuse to visit our family and friends. And so I think our goal was kind of, we want a full-time job, like that's the number one um, goal. And so we applied to any and all full-time jobs that we were qualified for in the entire United States. Like I applied in California, like he applied like in Florida, you know, like there was, we applied everywhere for those. But then we also knew that we needed to have, like not just applying for those big time jobs, but applying for like, you know, adjunct positions and assistants and secretaries and, you know, really anything, um, but more smaller. And then we kind of concentrated those in the Midwest area, like within a, I don't know, like all the surrounding states in Indiana, I think is kind of how I thought about it. And so that way there was just always jobs to be constantly applying for <laughs> both in the Midwest, out of the Midwest, full-time, part-time, just anything because we knew how difficult the economy and like job search would be in general, but then especially during a pandemic. Yeah. And I think we also had to have like a backup plan because we were working against that timeline of our lease ending in July. And so we had to come up with a plan, like, if we did not find jobs by the time our lease ends, what are we going to or do? Or, like, by a couple weeks before our lease ends. <coughs> yeah. And so we decided that that backup plan was living with my mom. And so it was really tough to come to terms with. <laughs> yeah. And I also think helped fuel my persistence in <laughs> the job application process, because I knew that was the alternative if I couldn't find a job. Yeah. And so we did apply to some jobs, mostly adjunct jobs mm -hmm. in that specific area. And, you know, we also spent, you know, maybe devoted a day or two to jobs specifically by my mom's house. But I think, you know, the the alternative would have been if we didn't find anything would just be sort of like, you know, more so like, you know, working at Starbucks or, you know, grocery store, grocery store like anything, I think at that point. Yeah. It's always nice to have family to help you out when you need it, but it also absolutely can be a motivating factor to say that's the backup, but hopefully last resort and it won't come to that. So, you know, nothing against your mom. I'm sure it would have been a great situation, but it worked out that you were able to get a position, both of you, um, in the same location. So I know location was important to you. And while you searched everywhere. It does sound like the, the Midwest was really where you wanted to be back closer to home. What else, was there anything else that was important to you when thinking about your location or um, what the goal was of the position? So while the Starbucks or other types of positions would have been fine, when you were thinking about your search, what was the goal for you in finding these roles and positions? It was a bit of a discussion at first. I don't think, I, I remember us um, you know, during quarantine, we used to take our daily walk. <laughs> and so we would sort of talk about location a lot. And I remember us sort of having a back and forth. Uh, Marianne wanted to go more south. Um, and she has family in southern Indiana. Mm -hmm. And um, I just couldn't see myself living there. And so we had to have this sort of negotiation of like, you know, we want the Midwest, but what is our limit? in the Midwest or surrounding the Midwest, if that makes sense. He did not want to be in Kentucky, <laughs> which I think he was 
being biased and I have family in Kentucky, so I could like imagine it. But like you said, it was tough to like watch visions of like what we are able to do and what we're not able to do. Uh, Cause I'm not going to lie. Even when I first got, so the job I have now it's in Northeast Iowa in this tiny town. And I remember looking it up when I got it and there's like, I think less than a thousand people who live in the town where I work now. And I just remember thinking to myself, can I do this? Is is living with Josh's mom actually maybe better than this? Because sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, which, and then again, I had to face my own bias of like, well, you know, small towns don't necessarily have to mean, you know, negative things. Um, and so, yeah, I think, yeah, location was really important to us um, for all of those reasons. Um, but otherwise, I think that we also we just wanted jobs that were going to be reflective of the degrees that we had. Um, because I think it was a big, so in our field, I think a lot of people do end up going to get their PhD and, you know, publishing and that's kind of their goal. But with masters in rhetoric and communication, there's just kind of like a lot of different things you could do, but then, you know, it's just really a gamble. Um, and for me, I really wanted to teach, but then again, with COVID, I knew that, you know, some, I mean, like the, our undergrad, we wanted to coach at, but they put a hiring freeze like on everything. And so I was just really really did not think I was going to get a job in teaching, let alone a full-time job um, in teaching. So I am really, and that's because I think that was what maybe made it so easy too, or when I got the position or the interview slash offer that I did, it was just like, well, yeah, I mean, that's what I want to do. Like, we just thought that that was the, that was the dream to do that, but we didn't actually think that was going to happen um, during the pandemic. Yeah. It sounds like you both are really open communicators having a backup plan was kind of helpful as well, knowing some different options that you had. And then as well, also, it sounds like you had to confront some of your preconceived notions or biases about different locations or places and really kind of do that research. And I do think the job search is such a research project because you have to explore and research, especially when you're open on location or you realize that there are additional challenges like trying to find a job in the same location as your partner or um, you know the economy and the pandemic all happening. So it sounds like those daily walks and those conversations you had were incredibly important for you um, doing your search simultaneously. What other tips or ideas do you have for couples who are looking to search for jobs at the same time? Um, you know, that you've learned through your own journey of finding positions? In addition to communication, I think, um, you know, along those lines, just being very supportive of one another. Um, so for instance, Marianne and I both applied to several of the same jobs. And even the job that she has right now, I also applied to it as well. <laughs> um, but I didn't get an interview. Um, you know, and, and she did, and she got the position, you know, thankfully. But I think just, you know, being able to support one another in those instances, like technically we were like competing against each other in that way, but obviously we wanted the best for each other as well. Um, so we simultaneously had to juggle like helping each other prepare for the same job application um, and then me supporting her with the interview process. And then in turn, she too, you know, like I did feel a little deflated afterwards. Um, and, you know, a job I didn't. yeah, like Marianne was able to find a job. She got this interview. I didn't get an interview. I also didn't really have many job prospects at that time. And so she had to do a lot of the work supporting me and uplifting me um, 
so that I had sort of like the morale to continue with the job search. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it did get kind of demoralized, like especially after I got that job. Um, And but it also made me realize, like Josh said, like he applied. We literally have the same degrees from the same universities, and like I mean, I know that there's different details, but I mean, even Tracy knows that we have very (laughs) similar, we have very very similar resumes and CVs and all that stuff. Um, and so it just made me realize that the job hunt really is about, there's just so many factors. You just don't know, like you can be a perfect candidate and you just have no idea what made them pick you over somebody else who literally has the same degrees from the same place as you, you know? So, um, so that made me realize that as well. Um, also I will say, I think that it would be harder as a couple if you both had very like, I mean, cause we had this, the same degree. So we were like kind of in the same area. So we knew each other's stuff, I feel like. So that kind of just helped us be able to help each other better because we're just very familiar with like the language and the jobs and the descriptions and the, you know, like well, we've been together five years. So it's like, Hey, what's a time I failed, <laughs> you know, like just to help you come up with those, um, those prompts and everything. So that was also helpful. As well. I do remember the first time I met with both of you, you had booked appointments back to back and I did the first appointment, I think with Marianne and then the second appointment with Josh and it must've been Josh. I made a comment to, wow, your CV looks really so similar to the person I just met with. And, <laughs> you know, just didn't think too much of it and then found out, ah, oh, okay, you're a couple and you're here together. And so you both have similar interests and passions um, for these degrees. And so once I found that out, that was really fun for me as a career coach to work with both of you and kind of see how things were going. And, and you had so much that you learned throughout this process, including, you know, how difficult it can be when a partner secures something and you were after it as well. And really that is one of the hardest things I think in the job search is sometimes things are just not able to be understood or explained and everything is so dependent. And even if you have a resume that's very similar, for some reason, someone gets a call and doesn't. And I think that's what makes one of the reasons why the job search is so incredibly tough. And so learning those things and understanding all of these different things work out um, in different ways, it, it can be definitely demoralizing and, and really tough to do a job search. But one of the things that I noticed is as much as there were ebbs and flows in your job search while, you know, seeing it while we were working together in process, but also hearing you talk about it now is that really there wasn't a lot of jealousy or too much comparison. Um, and I think that's one of the other keys that couples or even close friends who are doing their job search around the same time. I I see that a lot where people can get very upset and jealous of something working out for someone else, as opposed to trying to focus on their own work, keeping going and, you know, asking that person for support or even the person who's secured the position, just knowing, okay, let's do whatever we can to support this person. Because as a, for a couple, it's, when we are both succeeding, then that's really good for us together as a team. And so hearing you speak to that and, and knowing what I observed and you know spoke with you both about, just seeing that support and um, teamwork, I think was just really incredible and so necessary um, anytime, but especially in a job search. So it was really a delight to see that you're a great team together and that it did work out that you both secured positions 
you know, related to your degrees and what you'd like to do in, I believe the towns that your two locations where you work are not that far, right? Yeah. Yeah. And thanks so much for saying all that. That's so, so nice. Yeah. I, didn't even, I guess I didn't really recognize that. But yeah, I don't know. And I think just like being in the context of the pandemic really put me in like, I mean, not that I haven't been in tough positions, but I don't know, just something about like just getting, you know, our whole plans of moving abroad shattered, like a whole world pandemic, like economy crashing, like graduating into <laughs> that, just like all, just like really put me in this like survival mode. And so I guess like yeah, our cat died. Yeah. Just like thinking back now, it's just like, I had, like, I wasn't thinking intentionally about those things, but I guess in my mind, I was just like, I need to do like, I need to do these things. I need to get a job. He needs to get a job. We need to both be happy. Let's just, like, um, you know, and yeah. And I remember, and I guess another thing that I feel like I, that's unique to couple experience that I just thought of is like when I accepted the position, I almost felt, I felt very guilty almost because I was like, I am forcing Josh into a position. Like I am, like, it's my job. Like, like we are moving because of my job. Like, I mean, I know that we had talked about, obviously, we were, like, if, if the opposite would have happened, we would have moved to his job, you know? So, it's, like, I know that it was just the circumstances, but, like, in that moment, I almost felt guilty. Like, he now, his radius of the possible job market is, like, so much smaller. Um and it just made me think like, you know, what if he can't get a job in his degree area? Like, what if he's the one working at Starbucks? Not that there's anything wrong with working at Starbucks, but you know, like, it's just a different turn in your career path, like, because of me, like, you know, because I moved us here, which like, obviously, we had to talk through that and like, recognize that it was not like that. But I felt like I had to grapple with that guilt for a while. And that it was weird. I didn't expect to feel guilty like that. Uh, because you're just your focus is on getting the job. And once you get the job, it's like, whoa. I also feel guilty a little. Yeah, and I think one other learning moment for me too is a little bit after Marianne had accepted the position at NICC, I received a call from someone trying to set up an interview for me um, in Chicago. And so I don't know, like I just had this glimpse of like, oh, we could live in Chicago instead. Um, and also I wasn't getting a lot of feedback from job app so when i did get that call i was like oh wow like i could you know someone interview. wants me uh, maybe i could you know get this interview and you know um get this job have this other life but obviously marianne had already accepted the position and like we had found a house i think or maybe not yeah we were in the process of searching for houses and so i just had to like accept that that wasn't the route we were going to do even though i was walking into this new place with no job I knew that I wanted to, you know, be with Marianne and we had made this commitment. And so I wasn't going to try to interview for this job or anything. Yeah, that's good to point out because I think the other thing with a job search is timing, right? You never know when you're going to get a phone call and sometimes job seekers apply to a position and then they don't receive a phone call for months and they don't know what's going on with their application or they've accepted something. They had no idea they'd be contacted. So weighing those different options and realizing, you know, what values you have, what it, what the important part is can help you with those decisions. And then Josh, I know you received that job offer um, soon after when you were getting ready to move and working through all of that. So the timing ended up kind of working out quite a bit, didn't it, in the end? Well, there was the complexity of him getting the initial sales job 
around the time we moved, but then getting the interview for the other job that was better <laughs> on the day we moved and him getting literally as we're in him driving the U-Haul, getting the call for a second interview, which then he had to do in our new house where we didn't even have our internet set up. And I had to ask my coworker if we could, who I didn't know at the time, really, <laughs> if we could use her internet. Um, but yeah, then he got the job like what, a week after we moved? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty So soon. a week after we moved here. So yes, it was pretty sweet timing. Yeah, definitely. Any other last minute tips or things that you can think about that you would share with other couples who are doing this search or just even people who are job searching without a partner? Anything you've learned and want to share? I think that I'm just, I was baffled by a friend who said that she applied for two jobs a day for like, you know, every day for months, you know, I was like, wow, that just seems like a lot. But I literally applied for two to three jobs for two months straight plus and only got one interview, only got contacted about two other interviews and only got about three rejections. So that means they're like hundred plus people who didn't even contact me back. So I'm just, I don't know. I'm just thinking about how like every job application seemed like so much work, but now in hindsight, I'm like, what if I hadn't put in this one for Northeast Iowa community college, you know, because I thought I, I didn't, that it wasn't worth it or something. So I would say be very persistent as you can. I know it's exhausting, but I think for me, that may be because a lot of people commented like, wow, you got your job really fast, like just in general, let alone in a pandemic. Um, so I feel like that is a testament to being able to apply to so many so quickly. And then also having a really great career coach. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, definitely talk to Tracy. Um, <laughs> I or feel anybody else, I'm sure. In the <laughs> Yeah, but I feel like that was so, so helpful and just sort of like a stabilizing force. Like someone who's got your back. You yeah. Know, just you alone. Somebody at the career center's got you. And I think especially job searching in a pandemic, it's just so... Overwhelming. It's overwhelming. It's exhausting. It's a lot. And it's also just hard. You know, time is just so weird with the pandemic. And I think it's hard almost to... I think for some people it can be like hard to keep themselves accountable, right? So I think if you have someone who is like checking in on you, I think that is, you know, a motivating factor in itself. Um, aside from everything else that can just, you know, be a stabilizing force for you. Um, but other than that, I would say that I would really recommend um, keeping an Excel sheet with like tracking all of your jobs and like where those things are at. Um, due date like deadline yeah deadline stuff like that what's required for it yeah um and then simultaneously also you know being organized around it but also trying to take breaks and make time for intentional self-care um because it you know it is a lot it's really exhausting and i think it can you know you can mindlessly scroll on tiktok for hours but you know i don't know if that's the most recharging thing for you and so i think you have to be really intentional about like what is recharging and like you know, try to have your time spread out in a way. Um, and the last thing I would just say is trust yourself in a sense. So I almost didn't apply for the job that I have now because I thought I wasn't qualified enough for it. Um, but obviously I did get it. And I'm like really happy in this position and I do think I am qualified. And so 
even if something doesn't match up directly with what you have experience even in. if you don't have one of the requirements. Yeah, like they were looking for a student affairs person. Like I didn't really have much experience in student affairs. Like at all. And I don't have a master's in student affairs. Mine was in communication and rhetorical studies. But I was still able to use my relevant experience to make a case for why I would be a good fit. And, you know, thankfully it worked out. Thank you both so much for all of these insights. Um, I think this will be really helpful for people to hear. 